All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with my wizards of wagering, my gurus of gambling, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Brother Bry, Darren the Parlay Kid, and Harry. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, Sal? Hey, Sal, what's up? What's going <laughs> on, buddy? <laughs> Well, we're, we're here. Uh, Harry and I are together in the same house, although Harry sounds to me like he's in a cave in the Himalayas or something. But um, yeah, we, we this this is minute 40 now that we've tried to get this together. <laughs> this is minute one of what you guys are hearing. Jim Cunningham, uh, producer, is about to pull his uh, luscious locks out of his hair. But Harry, I think we have a connection, right? Yeah, we're here. I'm here. Yep. Absolutely. Okay. He brought, uh, Harry came here. He like, called me yesterday. He's like, hey, we're going to do the pod Monday night. I was like, yeah. He's like, okay, well, I'm in um, Laguna, which is about 45 minutes from where I am. And he's like, what if I come down and see the kids and we could do the podcast together? I'm like, all right, you could do it in the basement. I'll do it in my office. I don't really want to be close to you, but that's great. Uh, he shows up. Um, he has everybody's laundry. He has his laundry. He has his... Um, he has his friend Ken's laundry, and I think his friend Ken's, our friend Ken's wife's laundry. He came here to do laundry, basically, and um, try to get on Zoom. Right, Harry? Is that basically working it? out? Uh, the the laundry part's working out pretty good. <laughs> Sal, you grossed out by that. I would never let Harry do laundry in my house. Uh, I don't know. Nah, Every, nah. Everything's ridiculous. Like, he, what are you even doing in Lagoon? So he's he's basically on a, on his our friend Ken's honeymoon with him, right? <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. All right. All over Harry, California. Move the, uh, let me give you a little tip here. Put Move the microphone to the middle. I don't know of if the, I'm ever going to leave California again. Oh, my God. All right. Darren, what's don't, going on here? What, don't what do you don't let him use your toilet, Sal. Uh, I think that's really why he's at your house, because once again, supposedly Harry's texting us today saying, you know, he's in the, the his hotel room and he clogged another toilet, right? This happens on every trip. Uh, and I think that's the real reason why he's at your house right now. Is that what's going it's basically on? Basically, to to use your toilet, and somehow we'll parlay that uh, toilet uh, clogging into a free week uh, at the hotel somehow or another. Yeah, and free course. laundry at Sal's house. And so now he's touching the kids, he's touching the laundry, he's touching my house phone, he's he's doing everything. But we we summoned him to the basement. All right, hopefully this works out. Hey, you guys. I should mention, give out picks every single day. Uh, hardest working uh, degenerates in America. Every single day on extrapoints.com, you give out free picks. Harry makes a video. By the way, Harry, you said you lost your clothes too? Yeah, I can't find I can't find 75% of my clothes either. I have no <laughs> idea where they are. And this is before you even came here, you lost your clothes, you said. That, that, that would be correct. And I don't get, I don't understand. I mean, what do we have to look for? He's already doing his videos top shirtless. I don't know what to expect from here. He's got, I don't, have any, I don't have any shirts left. I really, after losing 75% of my clothes, I only had about five shirts in the first place that fit at, right. the, at decently. So yeah, okay. I got him down to like two. He's down to two shirts. These guys are down to picks every single day. Parlay kid, you were good last week. You had plus 315 units. And the way we, how did we figure it? Every unit is worth, uh, $75,000. So that's good. You're up a lot yeah, with these people. Okay. It's a lot of money. Yeah. I had a pretty solid week. I started strong and, uh, won yesterday. So, uh, but it's tough. It's tough when you got to give a pick every day. Uh, yeah. it is, uh, it is not an easy thing to do. We're giving free picks Sal. free yeah. picks. 
free picks. It's like working out, right? It's like you, you get that massage, you massage that muscle and all of a sudden it's routine. You know, you're putting up uh, 135, 15, 20 times. You're doing all right there. <laughs> but um, I will say, Harry, you give, everybody gives picks, you know, you give them on the site and then you, you're going to give them at the end of this podcast as part of our shop, sharp tank segment. And then Harry gives them also separately. I don't know. He, he has this thing where he gives out NASCAR picks very controversial. He claims he's like 53 and 19, but he's taken minus two twenties all over the place. Isn't that true guys? <laughs> that, that is, un, that is, by the way, that's so untrue. And I love, I, I, I love how in our, our, our texting, uh, our texting chain that, uh, you know, we, we all, we all respond fairly quickly with everything, but when it's, when it's again, <laughs> when it has to do with my selections, my excellent expertise at giving out picks and there's a question involved, the parlay kid immediately is all over me. Immediately. All right. That's because that's because I'm the only person looking at your picks, but, Harry. Well, that, <laughs> <laughs> might true. be true, but still a handful, Darren, a handful of times I've used a minus 200 in my six pack of prop picks in the NASCAR, which I am now <laughs> 55, 22 and one. All right. Brother but Brian, you're about e even money, though. Even money. <laughs> yeah, you still lost money. Well, it's funny because we have a text chain. The four of us have a text chain that's going all the time. And then the three of us, excluding you, Sal, have a text chain. And then uh -huh. Parlay Kid and I also have a text chain. So, you know, as soon as, you know, as soon as Harry messes up one thing, Parley Kid and I are going back and forth because Harry's constantly bragging to us only about the good things, obviously. So he's bragging and then we're getting yeah. we're getting pissed off behind the scenes. So. You know, and then that, know, comes, that filters. Then that goes back to our, our four person text chain. Well, I, I, right. I, I don't know how I'm this happened, but all the time. I'm, I'm. <laughs> well, we're we're now rooting against Harry's NASCAR picks more than we're rooting for our own teams, <laughs> like like the, the Mets and the Yankees and stuff. It doesn't make any sense. Now, I will I say this: I gave Darren this weekend. I told him Harvick. I told him Harvick. Yeah, but we've been Harvick. we've been saying for. We've been saying for a while, right? Harvick, Hamlin, just take those two guys every week. And it's, it seems to work out, right? You know, I told Harry, I said, this is, we finally found the sport where Harry leans all over the favorite. Usually kills us for betting favorites. Like NASCAR, he won't, he won't look outside the top three. You're not look. you don't care about it. Like an Ernie Jones every once in a while, whatever that guy's name is. You don't care. I don't Eric Jones in there a couple times. I Eric Jones. Amarola in there. See, who cares? Uh, but it's not all wins. We have to admit. So we, I think you guys... Did you go 0-3 on our Sharp Tank on, on Against All Odds? I mean, we should keep it to this podcast. We had all losers last week, right? And I want to start, I want to begin a segment where you guys air your gambling grievances, and it's called Bed Aches. Here we go. Jim, we should get a little jingle for Bed Aches. Remind me, we need to, we, maybe we'll have you sing something, okay? You got it. All right, Jim's going to sing the Bed Aches theme, but... The truth is, it's no fun to hear about guys winning bets. And, you know, if they talk about it too much, they're lying anyway. So I want these guys more of a bad beats thing or maybe talk about in general what you don't like about gambling. In the last week, there's a lot going on. Obviously, NHL, there's MLB, there's NBA. We have um, the golf, which we're going to get into later. There's UFC all the time. So uh, Parlay Kid, start us off. What was your bad beat? What's your bet eight this week? Well, Sal, as... Uh highlighted on uh, across the internet yesterday. I got a lot of responses when my hole in one prop bet, oh. that was my best bet on the podcast at minus 140, no hole in one. Uh, and then uh, Brother Brian said last week, 
Like what's going to happen is some no-name guy that is way out in the standings was going to make a hole-in-one, and they were going to flash to this guy. And you're going to say, why are they flashing to this guy? Mm. And it's be- only the only reason why they would flash to him is because he made a hole-in-one. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. I didn't even see that. I got the text of yeah. that saying, hey, they just flashed to the guy making the hole-in-one. Oh. So I, that was brutal for me. It looks so good going into Sunday, right? So Saturday night, you go, it's you got it. You're hitting that one. We talked uh, about it. Yeah, once you get past the Friday cuts, right? So now you got half the field or a little less than half the field, less than half the field, right? And now it's all still luck anyway, but it's not one of those things where you're more nervous seeing uh, Kepka tee off on a par three than you are on whoever bro who got it. On? Did he on. get the? Yes, on. on. Okay. So that's it. So that's what sucks about that. The only other thing that sucked is you were three days in and there's no way to hedge. We don't see any props for will someone get a hole in one in the fourth round, which we think Brother Bry would have paid five or six to one that, somewhere in there, well, right? And that's true, Sal. Uh, and I'm a, I'm a hedger, right? So you know yeah. me. I like to hedge. If I if I think I have a chance to win yep. uh, or win in, in two different ways, maybe, I'd rather not. I'd rather win, say, half of what I was going to win just so I don't lose any money. And mm-hmm. that bet offers me no opportunity to hedge. So I'm sitting That's there Sunday. Problem. It is what it is. And uh, I had to live with the uh, consequences. You know what it is, Parley Kid? It's like my no buzzer beater bets. I love, love, love. I take a lot of shit for this, for the NCAA tournament, for the first week, the Thursday, Friday games. I bet that there will be no buzzer beaters. So I could go, you know, 29 for 29. And one of the last three games could be a buzzer beater. And I have no way to hedge the same kind of thing. Brother Bry, what's your bet ache? Yeah, well, I have thousands of bet aches. There's a bet ache every day, but uh, the bet ache I'm going to go with this week is just betting against the hometown hero. So my best bet last week was Akhmedov over Chris Weidman in the UFC. So Weidman is a, is a strong Islander like Parley Kid and I uh, we grew up watching this guy in wrestling. So Parlick and I used to go up to the to the States to watch this guy. He's four years younger than I am. We both wrestled at 189. So I have I have a big connection to this guy. But what do yeah. I do? I bet against him. I mean, uh, I, I'm going to kill myself <laughs> for doing it. But uh, but I the thing with me is I don't, for as much as I say I have a, an emotional attachment to him, though, once I bet something, I'm rooting for that bet. I'm sorry. I know you you and Damachek had talked about some things like that's why usually I won't bet against something like that because as soon as yeah. I bet, even if it's my own team, if I'm betting against my own team, then I might as well just be rooting for my own team. Why why even bet then? Yeah. What's the purpose yeah. here? That's tough. That's a tough one. He was uh by the way, we saw the Splato Cradle. It wasn't in that <laughs> fight, but we saw the Splato Cradle Parley kid. I thought I'd I'd never see it. It was it was that fight. Was it that fight? Yeah, sure? yeah, it was that fight. Yeah, why? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Whiteman put it. Yeah, Whiteman, Whiteman likes. He uh, and we're screaming him out there, and the announcers like couldn't couldn't come out. Well, I was Splatoon Cradle. That's a Splatoon Cradle. It's the one I always tried to get it. I never ever got it. I think Parlay Kid. I think you got it in college. Uh, you pulled it yeah, off. Yeah, one anyway, time, but... one time. Little Splatoon. You, you don't see nobody even talks about the Splatoon anymore, Sal. I think. Right. Uh, it's kind of a thing in the uh, Liston Brown uh, thing of the past. Right. Well, right. I, I don't uh, know. What Cal- is the Calphus from Huntington? What yeah, is the purpose but- in the UFC, though? I'm still not sure what the purpose of the splatal is other than you- to just like rip somebody's groin off. I'm you just- couldn't make someone <laughs> submit from it, probably. Right. Uh, you, you would stretch them out pretty good. Yeah. Harry, have you um, either been on the receiving or giving end of the splatal cradle ever? <laughs> never, never. 
I figured as much. <laughs> All right. Um, what about you? What's your bed ache? I know uh, you have a few. Listen, I, I, I mean, aside from Rory doing me in on the show's top 20, can't do anything again on the weekend, lose minus 300 with him on Saturday in a matchup and the, and the Maple Leafs that I got everywhere for the series, for the Stanley Cup, for Met games, they just killed me too. I had a parlay earlier in the week, a seven-team parlay, four different sports. Everything comes in perfectly, and I've got the magic where I buy it up to nine points. They were playing the Raptors. Game means nothing to the Raptors. Plus nine, at that, with 15 seconds to go, I'm down eight, getting nine, and they had just made a basket, so all... Toronto had to do is run out the clock. The guard from the Magic, DJ Augustine, fouls with 15 mm. seconds to go when they're down eight with 15 seconds to go in the NBA. Nobody ever does that in the NBA. Nobody in the, when the score's like that. They did. They foul. Of course, they make both threes. And the last second effort for a three-pointer, 27-footer, I missed, so I lose. And that was early on in my parlay. But then everything else came in, 17 parlay, lose because I'm plus nine. Down All right. eight with 15 seconds to go. Foul, <laughs> I get make it. The free throws and they lose. All right. Well, I have a couple of thoughts on this. First of all, I, I feel yeah. your pain and everyone who's gambled more than 20 times on an NBA game. It feels your pain because this is how a lot of them end. Now, the yeah. NBA does a good job. They know that the people are betting these games. They do a good job on telling the players to dribble out the ball at the end. If they, you don't have to take a shot and you're winning and they dribble, they do a nice job. They don't really turn it over anymore. They dribble if it's 11 seconds or 15 seconds. That's good. They also have to have some kind of meeting, some kind of clinic, some kind of symposium amongst the coaches where the coaches need to get together and talk about when is it appropriate to foul at the end when you're down. How much by? If I think if you're inside 10 seconds, up right. seven or eight, then that's it. Lay off. You got to do it. It's kind of like cops. They know how to give a ticket when the speed limit's 55 miles an hour. They're like, yeah, okay, we get it, but we don't ticket anybody until they hit like 63. That's our magic number. The, uh, the coaches need to get together and figure out what the magic number for fouling is, and it is an eight with 15 seconds left for sure. I agree with you. It's out. You couldn't, couldn't be more right, but still, me and Parlay Kid had a half-hour discussion about this yesterday because – Throw in just that, okay, I just read, ripped off the scenario of what happened. But when you've had 10 of those type of games, meaning you either win or lose, and you've lost 10 of those in a row and you didn't catch one mm -hmm. or two, which has been the scenario for me and him over the past month and a half, it stings. Mm. It hurts. All right. Give me one of those. <laughs> just go back to NASCAR, I guess. I don't know what to I tell guess. you. I mean, honestly. Well, I would, but, you know... Uh, no NASCAR props in any of the sites that I used yesterday, so I couldn't win when I had everything right <laughs> oh, again yeah. in NASCAR. That's it. That's it. I think you could bet the winner and win, right? I think you're allowed to do that. Well, I bet. never seem to do that. Right. Again, just for whatever. Yesterday, Casey had him second, had Hamlin to win the race second. Killer. All right. By the way, I wish people could see Harry on, on his video yeah. right now. Like he he's in and out yeah. of the screen every second. I, I'm you actually see like an eye every yeah. once in a while. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's, he's got Harry, one eye. Harry's, he's leaning into the mic. I asked him to move the mic. Can you move the mic to the middle, Harry? Or no? You know. There well, you go. Listen, there's Harry's stuffed up. animals all around them. Stop touching everything in the house, man. Living yeah, proof to the kids out there that marijuana can mess you up. That's for sure. <laughs> All right. I think that's a little better. It's still a little off better. center, but we'll, 
yeah, that, if that's what you're going to do, that's fine. Um, yeah, I have a little bed ache too. Same kind of thing. I try to get cute with these plus two and a halfs in the NHL. Take a team plus two and a half goals. Rangers back against the wall. They're going to be ousted. And uh, about the, who was it? The Hurricanes, right? Oh, and sure yeah. enough, I don't I think they were win, winning one nothing late in the second. And then they end up, I look up, we were doing a podcast. I look up, they're down 4 1 with 15 seconds left. Empty netter, empty netter. Does it, they don't care. When you're the one thing about back against the wall, yeah, you may win, but you also you don't give a shit. You could lose by you could lose seven to one. They don't care what they do, the goalie or mm-hmm. empty net or anything. So stay away from that. Plus two and a half, not a good bet in the NHL. Um, let's recap the PGA. Um, Colin Morikawa, what was he, 33 to one, Bry? I saw between 30 and 40 to one going yeah, into this yeah, tournament. Th- y- yeah, 33 to 1. Uh, you and I jumped on him yesterday at like plus 550. I think he was as low. I think coming into the day, he was like 8 to 1. But it, it hovered around there. You could get him at 5.5 to 1 pretty late, you know, uh, because everybody was so so jammed up at the top there. Just a killer. Brian, I jumped on him late, like you said. And uh, I, I, you know, of course you could jinx each other with the golf. But after he hit he hit that eagle on 16, what a freaking shot. Parley kid, you got to like that, right? Yeah, what a performance! What a performance! Those that was great TV yesterday. Uh, we need more of that from golf around the pr- prime time spot. Yeah, I think um, that was great being able to watch that here where we are around eight o'clock at night mm-hmm. on the East Coast, eight thirty. It was really fun. Uh, I had said to Harry on Wednesday last week, uh, "Hey, we should consider betting Morikawa because it's it's his hometown course, pretty much, and he's probably mm-hmm. played on it more than anybody else." Of course, didn't put a dime on it, oh. which leads me to this question to you, Sal, and to basically everybody here. Yeah, is it is it worse to bet on something and lose, or have a, a bet in mind and you don't bet on it and it hits? <laughs> well. I feel like that's. I think that's worse. I feel like that's worse. <laughs> What do you, when you want to bet, so you don't bet it, and then well, it hits. I feel like that hurts more in a lot of I cases. I think let's try, let's set up two bank accounts and prove uh, each theory on each bank <laughs> and see which one hurts more. But yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying. It is, uh, it is one of the things that eats away at you at the end of the day. Um, and the other thing that eats away at you, you get, you try to surround yourself with. At the end, and it's like roulette. You're surrounding every number. You got Bryson. You got uh, oh, DJ, you got Kepka, all these guys. And Harry Kepka, CBS, I think, canceled Kepka. They they didn't show a shot from him for his last three hours. Like that was like, we're done right. with you. You're not even gonna make the top 20 miraculously. They were done with him until he got onto 18 and they did his eight they did they finished him right. off on 18. But other than that, they totally didn't show him at all. And also, like I know, like Sal, I even t- I didn't know who to take yesterday. I asked you and you told me Morikawa and and Casey and I jumped on Casey and came in second. But again, you know, I, I mean that parlay that I mentioned, that was ridiculous to lose that, but it's, it, I can, I can deal with losing the, with after that Morikawa shot, that was a par four. He almost aced a par four when it was crunch time. I mean, you got to give it up to the guy. He's only been around for about a year, year and a half now on tour. And he's just unbelievable. He's at the top of the leaderboard seems like every single week. And I can, I can deal with that because that was an unbelievable shot. One that will remember yeah. forever. Like uh, I think Nick Nick Faldo mentioned that he will remember that for the rest of his life. 
I believe it. I believe Faldo will. I mean, he's got less time than the rest of us do. So, but I, I don't know if I'll remember the rest of my life. Who knows? I don't want to jinx myself here. But no, Brian, it is fun. Like Morikawa's 23, got all these young studs, right? I mean, there's like, I said on extra points today, there's like five or six young golfers right now that I'd rather watch make a run than, than Tiger mid afternoon on Sunday. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, Morikawa is one of those guys now we're going to talk about taking him every tournament and then his odd, you know, we're going to get like, we're soon we're going to get like 10 to 12 to one odds on Morikawa in these tournaments and we're going to be pissed off about it. But he is fun, fun to watch just because, I mean, I, he's really composed for a young kid. He's just very likable. Everything about him's likable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I, I know I'm going to be betting him a lot. Yeah. Did, and Kepka, didn't we say this? Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, Darren. I'm sorry, Seth. Didn't we yeah. say the same thing about Spieth a couple years ago, though? Yeah. And and Kepka himself. So, uh, golf's a funny sport. You know, this uh, this might be as good as it is for Mor- Morikawa, right? It, this could be as good as it gets for him. We don't know. We did. I was talking to James Baby Doll Dixon about Spieth. Like, who the hell would have thought this guy? Like, that that was a guy, like, he was going to be legendary for 10 years, and now he struggles to make the cut in all these tournaments. It's amazing, but also a lot of fun. Yeah, the one thing that killed me was Kepka. I've done this two weeks in a row. I had Todd two weeks ago parlayed to, you know, he was winning by three strokes, I think, two weeks ago, entering the fourth round. To make the top 10 was like minus 1,400. I parlayed with that, something with that. I lost. I parlayed the Grom winner with Kepka to make the top 10. He fell, he fell out of the top 20. That was spectacular. But still, <laughs> golf was fun. Um, and NHL was fun, too. Somehow we have 16 teams left. Harry, and here are the eight series as they break down. Tampa Bay minus 230 over Columbus, plus 195. Dallas and Calgary, that's a pick of minus 110 each. Boston minus 165 over the Hurricanes. Vegas minus 330. Are you kidding me? Over Chicago, plus 265. Caps and Isles, that's going to be a favorite on uh, this podcast. Caps are minus 145. Colorado minus 290 over your Coyotes, Harry. I know you have thoughts on that. Philly minus 235 over Montreal, which is two to one. And St. Louis, defending champs, minus 210 over Vancouver. Well, the NHL did it again, guys. We're not even really in in the first round yet, technically. And Austin Matthews out. Sid the Kid is out. Connor McDavid is out. And the Predators are out. So nice job. And we still haven't (laughs) even gotten to the point where all the one seeds are uh, eliminated. But Parley Kid, you're excited about it. you have any thoughts on any of uh, these series? Yeah, I'm super excited about this. Uh, yeah, it is kind of weird that the hometown teams like Edmonton and the uh, Maple Leafs are gone, right? So yeah. I'm sure those uh, towns, which are hockey towns, are up in Pittsburgh. arms regarding yeah. their teams right now. You know, it's probably uh, pretty bad. So, But, Sal, I, 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 this is pretty exciting. Uh, I have the Hurricanes here at plus 130 to beat the Boston Bruins. Uh, the Hurricanes actually lost this matchup last year in the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, so it's kind of like a revenge series for them. And they seem like a team that's really focused right now. Boston has really struggled coming out of the gate here. It's hard to tell if they've just kind of been on cruise control or uh, if they're just struggling right now. Where mm-hmm. the Hurricanes, uh, you have Aho on offense, Hamilton on defense, a really good goalie tandem of Morazic and Reamer who gave up four goals uh, total in three games against the Rangers. And uh, they have an outstanding player who I love. One of my favorite players in the NHL is Justin Williams. He is a winner. He, wherever he goes, the teams win. Mm. Uh, he came back late in this season. 
You would probably remember him when he was on the Kings, Sal. Mm-hmm. Um, Justin Williams, great player. And their coach, Rod Brindamore, is fantastic. Uh, they play a up-tempo style, but an in-your-face style. And teams do not like that. Plus 130 is really good value for the Hurricanes right now. Uh, I think they're a team on a mission. I think we had Justin Williams to win the um, the uh, MVP, the uh, right? Yeah, the, Con- didn't Con- we have the Con Smythe award? We had like three guys, and he was one of them a few years ago, for sure. All right, Brother Bry, which matchup are you looking at? Oh, well, I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to take every underdog. Every underdog. Yeah. I'm definitely putting that through. If you hit three of these, you're in pretty good shape. If you have four, mm-hmm. you're in great shape. But there's look, there's no home ice. The Flyers are the one seed. So who the hell knows what's going to happen? So I'm going to say the Blue Jackets plus 195 because why not? It's hockey. We're used to the lightning choking. Uh, Corpusalo is great in net. So that really what you need is that hot goalie carrying you through. Yep. Plus the lightning are probably missing their two best players, right? So Stamkos is probably out. Hedman is probably out. I mean, we don't know with him, but why not two to one? I mean, li- seriously, I'm, I, this is usually I talk about this shit. Like I'm going to do this and I'm, but I am honestly going to take every underdog here and just see what happens. It's going to be a little experiment. I'm with you. I think it's a winning experiment. I'm doing the same freaking thing. I think Chicago plus 265 over Las Vegas, Arizona plus 240 over Colorado, and even even the Habs two to one over Philly. Hmm. I think you could hit two of those. You could win three of them. Remember, both eight seeds won last year. So as though, like you said, no home ice, although I don't know that that mattered anyway. What would some of these odds be if there was home ice? Would Colorado be minus 370 if they were home ice? That's insane for a first round. This is this is basically baseball playoffs at this point. Everything should be a pick them. I mean, this is craziness. Harry, what's your series? You know, what? I'm going to go Dallas versus Calgary. I'm taking the Flames. The Flames lit up uh, Winnipeg in the in the first in the first uh, series in four games. Dallas uh, only scored four goals in this round robin for seeding in their three games. Um, they were 29th, Dallas, 29th in goals scored this season. Tyler Segan is their only player who had more than 40 points all season. I love the way Calgary, just like I said, rolled Winnipeg. Uh, Johnny Goudreau is their leader. He had 98 points last year. Uh, had another nice season this year. And also, uh, Elias uh, Lindholm, he led the team with seven game-winning goals, eight power play goals this season. I just like the way Calgary's been playing. I just don't like this Dallas, this Dallas offense. They play defense, but Calgary's got too much offense to go. I think Calgary wins this game, wins this series in five. <laughs> Harry looks insane right now. Just so intense, leaning in, <laughs> talking on a phone. He's got Mickey Mouse behind him. It's really uh, you, literally you ever, something uh, for everyone here. Now we have Dumbo. Uh, you know what he you know what he's like? You, <laughs> yeah. you guys you guys have Dumbo seen Dumbo saying the same thing. Yeah. You guys have yeah. seen space balls, right? He's like Pizza the Hut. You ever see him? That's what he looks like. <laughs> That's a compliment, Harry. Don't get don't get upset. Don't get okay, upset. Hey, Sal, is there is there a uh, a no sweep bet uh going this year for you, know, you too? I yeah, know sometimes I you like to that. put in the no sweeps. I like that, but then I got nervous because I saw the first round parlay kid and Toronto was the only one to go five games. That's not to say that they there were series where teams certainly won one game, but it was weird to me that only one out of eight series went five games and it probably shouldn't have anyway. Right. But yeah, let's take a look say, at though, the sweeps. If yeah. you like the underdogs, then you would you should probably like the no sweep. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah, let's look into those no sweep odds. Again, it's a little weird that um only one series went five games. So that, that hurts a little, but 
uh, we could, no sweep is usually the way to go in these things. And you parlay them together, you find the right uh, betting provider and you could do all this kind of thing. Um, NBA, one thing you can't do is figure out the NBA and uh, far be it for me to suggest that people don't bet, but this would be a good three, four day stretch to take off uh, until Friday. I think Friday is the last regular season game. I'm watching, oh, Milwaukee made this close for a second, but it looks like it's like Toronto's going to put them away. Yeah, I mean, what does a team like Milwaukee have to play for? A team like the Lakers? I don't want to brag here, but I did say Milwaukee under six and a half wins. Yep. I said uh, the Lakers under five and a half five and wins. Half. I said yep. Philly under five and a half. And I said, what was the other one? The Clippers also. And I think I'm going to hit four or three out of four of those. Uh, I don't know. What a brother, Brian, what do you think of these games? High scoring? I think they, Friday, there was the last time there was a slate of five or more NBA games where every team scored at least 110 points was 32 years ago. So there's not a lot of defense. There's not a lot of consistency and stars playing. What do you say other than stay away? Uh, well, yeah, but I, I do think every over I've taken is gone under or not even come yeah. close. Uh, so, again, <laughs> I've, I've done a really bad, poor job with that. Uh, but but you're right. though. I, I don't know why we didn't jump on some of those wins. I mean, obviously, some of these teams really at this point, it's really just about health and maintaining health. Uh, I mean, we've seen just with the Nets, right? I mean, the Nets have beaten the Bucks and the Clippers, I mean, which would have netted you out tons of money. I mean, we we talk about it, you know. Parley kid probably thought about betting that one, but didn't put it in. But um, <laughs> I, I don't know. I would at this point in time, like you said, I'd probably stay away or I would jump on a couple of the underdogs here, except for teams like Washington. Obviously, I mean, they're just awful. I don't even know why they were invited to the bubble, but I guess they just had like extra tickets or so. I don't know how it works <laughs> with Disney, but Parley kid, you're a coach. Um what what kind of decision? It's no decision to put your stars in here, especially a team like the Lakers who are lacking depth. You're really going to grind your stars like uh, like AD and, and LeBron into the ground for these last few games for conditioning? Like I don't think so. Run, run on a treadmill, right? Yeah, they're not going to do that. And even if these guys are playing, uh, I I can't imagine them playing at like full force, right? I can't imagine them going 100. percent I could see yeah. these uh, guys playing like at like literally like 50 percent, getting some get running up and down the court, getting their shots, and almost the stars like LeBron and AD treating it like an exhibition game, not worrying about the result, impossible to bet. Um, just on a little side note, Harry and I had two players this week. Harry had one and I had one. We needed them to have a certain amount of points, like over 15 points. Harry's guy played 30 minutes. My guy played 32. My guy had one point. Harry guys, Harry's guy had zero. Uh, yeah. You can't bet this stuff. I you can't bet it right now unless you're going to bet one of these teams that need to win. Uh, obviously, like like the Phoenix Suns are a fun team to bet right now. They showed up today. Uh, they played a decimated OKC team, but uh, fun to uh, fun team to watch. They're playing yeah. to win. They're playing to win. Sal, I, Sal do we yeah, know ahead, Sal? Bro. Like, do we know like the Suns for the Suns to go eight and zero? What those odds would have been? I mean, I know, oh, man. I know the Suns to go zero oh, and eight were like crazy odds, and I was like thinking about that. But it's a very—I mm-hmm. mean, it's a realistic possibility. Eight and zero. I was trying to think what that would have paid out. Is it bad that Suns Portland is the series, the two game series? I'm looking forward to the most if it were to happen out of any series. Like that would be that would be well, great at true. this point. Yeah, I mean, it it would be not only would it be great, but you got Lillard versus Booker, who are just scoring. Both guys are scoring at will. McCollum's been playing great too, and. 
what would be, you know, if that's the series, these these over-unders for the Phoenix versus Portland be, what, 240, 245? For what? For those, uh, oh, the over-unders, the Phoenix, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah be like 245, right? Yeah, I think so. They don't, they can't make wow. these high enough in the bubble. That's right, they insanity. can't. All right, we'll move on from the NBA. We will have uh, more things to say and more, you know, things that you could actually profit off of next week. But the idea is there's a lot of sports on. Enjoy the hockey. Enjoy the UFC because we have a – this is – the parlay kid has had this on his sights. I think he has this fight on an outstanding parlay since um, actually before they fought the first time. I don't know. It's Daniel Cormier, uh, Stipe Miocic. They're fighting again. Uh, Miocic had him, knocked him out last fight. Cormier was winning the fight the first. I watched it again, 98 to 59 in significant strikes towards the end of the third round. And now they're going again. Cormier 41, uh, Stipe 38 years old, and it's dead even. I mean, minus 110 either way, and has not even really moved. And I don't expect it to move. Brother Bry over under is two and a half overs minus 150. I feel like they got this perfect. Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that's a really tough one. It's funny when you mentioned that I wasn't really even looking at the over-unders because, again, over-unders I'm just terrible at in every sport. Yeah. But I will say that last fight was probably the worst night I ever had in Vegas. Uh, we were all there except, <laughs> Sal, you had left a little bit earlier. But I had Cormier on every – I literally went up to the counter and put Cormier mm. on. Like I had him on like four bets. I needed him to finish out a parlay. And what do I do right before his fight? I go up to the counter and I put even more money on him. So I remember uh, I was we were watching that with Jim too uh, yeah. live. And yeah. Cormier, Cormier yeah. I think it, at the end of the second round was about minus seven hundred. Of course I don't hedge that. I mean it's hard to hedge UFC because of timing. But uh, yeah. what ended up happening is obviously Cormier just took about fifty shots to his gut, and mm -hmm. uh, pretty much the rest was history. But I will say Cormier has been waiting for this fight. So he's been calling this for the last 11 months. I've never seen anybody want to fight more. He even wants this more than the Jones fight. So uh, I'm, I am I know Parley Kid loves Cormier, but I love Cormier in this fight. It's hard to say that one guy wants a fight more than another. Then you're starting to get into their heads, and it's really stupid right. for guys like me or you to say that. But it really does seem like he wants this more. He was showing up. I do worry about a few things when he gets pushed to the fence. He's taking knees to the midsection and stuff when uh, Stipe gets off the clinch and everything. And obviously, you know, just a one lucky shot. wasn't really a lucky shot. It was an overhand right. Just buried him. You don't want to see that after you're out striking significantly 50, you know, by 50 strikes. Um, Parlay kid, though, you're going Cormier. You think this is rock solid. This is a man I've sat so, next to so. and gotten makeup with. And you're, uh, you're all for him. Rock, more than rock solid, Sal. About maybe five or six occasions on our podcast over the last three plus years, I have given a lock, a lock, and they've all hit and they've all been fights, right? So uh, mm. I, I gave Stipe and Ganu. I said, Stipe, lock. Uh, Cormier Lewis, Cormier, lock. And these were all easy oh, yeah. wins, as it turns out, right? A couple weeks ago, I gave you a tuition pick with Luke over Brown oh. in the UFC. I call this a mortgage or tuition pick. You take your mortgage payment, whatever it is, uh, or your tuition, whatever it is, you take that money you're saving up <laughs> and you put it on this fight. You put it on Cormier. He is sell. This guy, he's he is so primed for this fight. He knows he wants to cement his legacy here, which I think is already cemented. 
But I think for him, he feels like he needs to cement it by winning this fight. He is super focused. He's going to do a little bit more wrestling this fight. He's a, he's an excellent wrestler. Uh, and look, he he probably should be 2-0. He is not going to go 1-2 and two versus Stipe, Stipe, who I do like. I just mm-hmm. think a motivated Cormier versus a, a semi-motivated Stipe. Uh, this is a lock to me at minus 110. Cormier, I love it. Take the kid's tuition. Take it Ooh. out. Go put it on this fight. The tuition. A teacher recommending <laughs> that you bet your kid's tuition. This is uh, Keep that oh, down. I'm Keep- sorry. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I, was just, I was just talking out loud. I wasn't talking about you, of course. Uh, all right, Harry. You know, one thing that people don't know about, unless you, 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 you go into the locker rooms and you kind of like uh, – you eyeball these guys. What is the reach? Who has the reach advantage in this? What the, that, that's, I think, what well, people want to know. You can't find well, that look, stuff I'll, I'll get to that in <laughs> a second, but I am going to take Stipe. I'm going against the guy, the brothers here. <laughs> I'm taking Stipe. Look, he's won seven of his last eight. Uh, the loss, obviously, to uh, Cormier two, two, uh, two, two matches ago, but he has beaten Junior De- Dos Santos. Uh, by TKO in the first round, and Francis Naganu, who uh, might just be the best fighter in the UFC at this point. And since you asked, Sal, since you asked, Stipe is five inches taller and has an eight-inch reach. That's 13 wow. total inches. 13 total inches. I haven't seen anything like that. Holland had that almost this past week when he won easily um, in his match, but which was about nine inches, but 13 Give it to me. And Brian got smoked on him last time. Going to lose again. Stipe is wow. the play. 13 <laughs> inches is too much to ask for. Uh, I think you're talking about reach, but I don't even know anymore. The, uh, uh, you know, I'll say I, I thought reach could. What about the boxer? I had that Michael Fox, whatever. And I should have known spells his name. M-Y-K-A-L. I should have known I was in <laughs> trouble with that nonsense. He had like a 12 inch reach advantage. This was just a, a straight up boxing match. And he got, got leveled in the first round. And lost by nine points on a card as a mi- minus fourteen hundred. <laughs> yeah, that, that was funny, Sal, because he was yeah he was six four one forty seven. I mean, he was a light. Like, oh a my really god! This is su- if this is such a lock, why is he not more like a minus one seventy one eighty though? Stipe's uh, thirty seven. Coming off a loss, I mean Cormier's forty one. I think that's the problem there, right? Mm. Um, that that's the that's the big reason. Uh, it's like that. All right, well that's going to be a fun one Saturday night, UFC. And that brings us to our sponsored segment, the Make Believe Riverboat Casino, where each week the Degenerate Trifecta and I set sail. We tackle pretend propositions related to sports and pop culture events. Oh, guys, Kamala died. What the hell? I loved him. What a great gimmick. He had the stars and the moon on his stomach painted. He was supposed to be from Uganda. He was really from Mississippi. Man by the name of James Harris, over 400 pounds. Scary, scary mother effer in there. And he would uh he would just jump on your back. He'd let you as you were laying on your stomach, he'd jump on your back. And that that was his finishing move. And uh unfortunately unfor- he's finished. Um, I told the story on uh on extra points how my son and I gave him $80, not that it's a big deal, to his uh GoFundMe. And my son wanted to go visit him in Mississippi, and uh I distracted him. I pulled like the uh the uh uh, Alex P and uh, Michael J Fox with the Marty McFly, like, Hey Biff, look over there. And before that, my, my son forgot about going to Mississippi and that was that, but he's gone. And it got me thinking, which one would you say is the most terrifying giant? Is it 
Kamala, the Ugandan giant at four to one. Is it Andre the giant? He's the favorite. I should have mentioned him first at minus 300. Lawrence Taylor, certainly a terrifying giant at six to one. Steroid era, Barry Bonds, terrifying giant at 10 to one. Or the field at three to two. Certainly a lot of choices out there. Harry, start us off. Yeah, you know, I got to take Lawrence Taylor of the New York Giants. Eight-time uh, first-team NFL. Obviously, the epic video uh, of snapping Joe Theismann's leg uh, in Washington on a Monday night, like a twig many, many moons ago. Um, so, LT, probably the greatest defensive player we've ever... 1986, NFL Player of the Year, and that's amazing because nobody gets that really defensively uh, that much consideration anymore. So, LT, definitely the greatest giant of all time. But I did look up... LTs and now I know he's done a lot of we've all know he's done a lot of crazy things off the field. I mean, his net worth is a hundred K. So you carry on. around that type of money in your pocket. I mean, That's where's funny. his any given Sunday money? Where is it? It's not what you just looked at a dumb website and saw that someone just said a hundred thousand. Hope that an idiot like you would repeat it on a podcast. <laughs> I don't know. Did. LT may only have a hundred thousand to his name. All right. Don't mention the website. You saw that. And that's not that. That can't be true. It just can't be. He's got the earrings uh, worth more than that. Uh, Brother Bry, what are you saying? Yeah. So you guys are obviously you guys are like nine, 10 years older than me. So these guys had a little bit different impact on me. So like Kamala, when I was a little kid, I was scared the shit out of Kamala. Like I was scared of him. I was also, but I'm going to go with Andre Giant because he he actually it's funny for as nice as the guy as Andre the Giant was he did give me nightmares as a little kid like for <laughs> really? what for whatever reason you know that period when Andre the Giant had like short hair I, for some reason that freaked me out and bothered me I have no idea why it did <laughs> plus, plus in the part in Princess Bride I think because I was like six or seven I saw that in the movie theater obviously Princess Bride is not scary but when Andre the Giant is set on fire and he's like. The Dread Pirate Robert is here for your souls. Like that's <laughs> that's scared that scared the shit out of me. So um I, Bly, I the short hair perm was pretty bad, right? <laughs> it was. It was terrible. The voice was terrifying, and in uh in addition to just his look, is a behemoth, but the voice for sure, because it wasn't a put-on at all. And and you would you would uh wouldn't expect a man that size to sound like Mike Tyson for sure. But uh Parley Kid, what are you thinking? Greatest giant, most terrifying giant. Yes, Sal. I'm surprised you didn't have Harry's brother Scott on the uh, on this list. I guess I could have. I get it. I guess I could have chosen for the field, uh, but I'm that's, not going to take Scott. That's fictional, though. I'm trying. I'm, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at real people, like real. No, <laughs> go ahead. I'm not. I'm not going to take. He's Scott. an overlord more than a giant, right, Sal? <laughs> that's true. This that's true. true. So I'm not going to take Scott uh, Gagnon. Uh, one time I got up and close uh, and personal with the wild Samoans. If you remember them, Sal, they were pretty oh, yeah. scary characters. But Sal, I'm going to go back to uh, the 70s here uh, and, and, and some movie watching. When I, some things that freaked me out. Uh, we all saw the movie Jaws in, in, uh, in the 70s, mm -hmm. uh, probably at a drive-in. But I'm not taking that Jaws. I'm oh, taking shit. the Jaws from uh, uh, the James Bond movies in the 70s. Moonraker, The oh. Spy Who Loved Me. Richard Keel. Do you remember this guy in those yeah. movies uh, when he, he's fighting Roger Moore on the uh, the Sky Tram? And uh, I, I always thought he was so scary, uh, Richard Keel. I think that's his. I, I had to look up his name today, to be honest with you. But I always yeah. remembered him as Jaws uh, from right. from those uh, James Bond movies. And he always scared me. So and he was actually 7'2 in real life. So it wasn't like a made wow. up Hollywood thing. He was 7'2, Richard Keel. He made a cameo, I believe, in. Uh, 
uh, Happy Gilmore, yeah. uh, and, and and has since passed. But uh, Richard yeah. Keel, uh, the most terrifying giant to me. That's a good one. That's a good long shot field pick at three to two. He had weird. His eyes would uh, would, would bug you out, right? His eyes were uh, especially and the disturbing. mouth, the mouth because he was the called mouth. Jaws. He had like a metal right. mouth, I think. At that, yeah, time. you can't avoid that nickname. Um, all right, I am gonna say I'm going off the board, brother Brian. I thought you would take this one one. Am I saying it right? One one from uh from uh Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's that. I'm really bad with pronouncing some of those Game of Thrones characters. <laughs> W-N-W-N. I don't know how else you... I don't, maybe it isn't 1-1. One, one. He, he won them the Battle of the Bastards. He fought for Jon Snow. Um, took him a while to take him down, you know? I mean, it, was, it wasn't... The, the ice people didn't do it. Brother Bride, do you remember who killed 1-1? One, one? Who's, uh, who's responsible for killing him? Oh, hmm. uh, you might as well tell me. I'm going to forget already. My memory Ramsey is... Bolton. Ramsey uh, Bolton with... with, actually, with um, no. Coincidentally, Bolts and arrows and just too many. There's hundreds of them, but <laughs> nobody, he was, nobody uh, liked that guy. Rims. Was, all yeah. those giants died. Uh, uh, one, one uh, made it to the very end and then, uh, and then succumbed. Uh, Jim Cunningham. I'm sure you have some good ones for us. I was thinking, uh, Andre, the giant also, I'm sure everyone saw the documentary. I think the story's in the documentary that when he was in Japan, the toilets were too small. So he used to have to just lay mm-hmm. newspaper in the bathtub to a uh, crap. I mean, yeah. that isn't a nightmare. I don't know what's scarier than that. Harry? That's, that's what I have to do at the hotel Harry, room now. Sells, <laughs> go get some paper for your uh, bathtub Oh, upstairs. good Lord. Harry, you got to drive home right after this. So we're not, wherever I'll, your I'll, home I'll is, go. Take a dump over that Yankees jersey behind you, Darren, any second. <laughs> go drive back to your honeymoon. By the way, I looked it up. Uh, we brought up Harry's brother, Harry's brother before. I looked it up on the same site Harry looked at. Harry's brother, net worth 18 cents. <laughs> Which is very strange. I think it's a little high. I think they went a little high. I'd like to see documentation of that. Uh, all right, that's the Riverboat Casino. And now we're on to uh, Sharp Tank. You guys give me a best bet. This didn't work out great last week. Harry, what was your best bet? Was that a uh, was it a NASCAR race? No, it was um, Rory again, top 20. Finished oh, like 40th. All right, but you're uh, you're not going golf this week. What do you like? No, I'm going to take uh, I'm going to go to Tuesday night's uh, MLS final. Orlando is playing the Portland Timbers. I gave out the Timbers last week on extra points uh, a month and a half ago. I took them at nine to one to win this tournament, and I'm taking them against Orlando on Tuesday. Listen, Jeremy Ebo BC had has three goals in six in, in five games and mark this down. He will score. On Tuesday, Diego Velare. Whoa. You can probably get him at plus 140 to score a goal. I'm taking the Timbers. They're getting it done. They beat Orlando, even though Orlando's home. You can get Orlando, you can get, uh, excuse me, the Timbers at plus 180 to win the championship. Uh, but that's in regulation, right? Is that to lift the. In cup regulation, or plus 180. They're winning this thing by two goals, three to one. All right. Didn't you also didn't you tell me you took Orlando somewhere to win this whole thing a few weeks ago? No, I no, I I took I uh, no, I had the Timbers to win it and the, and they're playing in Orlando. Mm, I thought you told me a few weeks ago you were on some radio show or something. You gave out Orlando. Yeah, all right. On all some right. radio, yeah, in some uh, yeah, right. On some radio on 969 the game in Orlando where I gave out the Timbers to win the tournament. Okay. 
All right. All right. It all makes it. Paulie kid, you understand that now? We cleared that yeah, up. Yeah, I do now. Yeah, thanks, all right. Harry. All right. What's your uh, what's your best bet, <laughs> Paulie kid? <laughs> uh, we'll say I got a little uh, multi-sport parlay. Uh, I, I already talked about Cormier. I mm-hmm. could just go Cormier like a million dollars straight up here. Oh, this is scaring um, me. Yeah. But but I also, but I also, I'm including my other favorite pick of the year. Uh, it's Webb Simpson. Uh, he's playing on his home course here uh, at the Wyndham Challenge. Sal, he loves this course so much. North Carolina native, uh, Wake Forest alumni. He loves the course so much that he's he named his daughter Wyndham. Okay, that's what he feel how mm. he feels about this course. Mm. I bet him a couple years ago. I actually think I had him to win last year. He came in second. So in the last three years, he's come in second, second, and I think third three years ago. He won this in 2011. He's been top 10 like five uh, of the last eight years. So I'm not even taking him uh, there. I'm just taking him top 20 at minus 125. Hmm. I think that's a shoe-in. With Cormier at minus 110, it's a plus 243 parlay. This is my favorite parlay of the year. Wow. All right. And Webb Simpson, in addition to all that, he, he uh, threw you a solid by missing a hole-in-one, I think, uh, Saturday by about four inches. Didn't, didn't Oh, yeah, that was that. close. That was close. But didn't Webb's matter, my boy. But he had you in mind for sure. All right, brother He's Brian. my boy. Here you go. Um, yeah, I, I like that. I actually can't believe Webb Simpson is uh, only minus 125 for top 20. That seems, considering I think he's the favorite, right, for this tournament. And uh, I'd like to thank Harry for doing a Tuesday night game. So when people listen to this on Wednesday, yeah, right. they will not hear his pick. So, <laughs> but I, but I, apo- I'm sorry. I apologize. I've been dog shit in UFC lately. I mean, that's been killing me. I go from, you know, being dog shit in golf to dog shit in UFC, but uh, I'm going to go back to it. So you already know, I, I do like Cormier a lot. I would normally take him, but we, we discussed that already, but I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to take Junior DeSantos plus 120 versus Rosenstruck. This is this fight is going to be exciting as long as it lasts. I'd also probably look at the under one and a half here uh, just because Rosenstruck's fights go so quick. But uh, Junior DeSantos, though, he struggles against the top two or three guys. He struggled against them. But he he had some dominating wins over Derek Lewis, Tuivasa. The Derek Lewis fight is kind of what this fight reminds me of. Yeah. Um, again, I'll never forget losing that Rosenstruck Overeem fight, and you know mm-hmm. that this is probably going to come back to haunt me again. But I just think Junior is a much better, more well-rounded fighter, um, and I, I just think as long as he just doesn't stand and trade with him, it's only a three-round fight. Uh, I'm I'm. I might take him to win via knockout, but I'm definitely going to take him to win this fight, especially mm. given the odds. I think it should be an even fight. Plus 120, I think, is too good to pass up. All right. Wow. Well, I think, yeah, Rosenstrike with that split lip, that was uh, that's yep. one of the more disturbing um, visuals you'll see in UFC history. I don't I don't have luck with him. I feel like whichever way I go with him, I, I got the wrong side, Rosenstrike. Um, mm. Parlay kid, I think I've taken you the last two weeks, and I, I completely yeah. ruined your mojo. I, I, I blame myself completely here, and uh, I'm gonna do you a favor and jump off so Thank that you could get back on you. track. And I'm gonna ruin Harry's little thing going here <laughs> as he's ruined my house um, by Wait touching minute, every minute, single Sarah. thing. One more what? time. What? Velare. Whoa. <laughs> you don't want him on the. You don't want. He's scoring on. He's go, absolutely scoring on Tuesday. You don't want the tempers. Okay, I changed my mind. Brother Bry, I like this Santos <laughs> plus. Now, Harry, we'll go with you. Just uh, just don't overdo it here. Timbers 
I would rather take plus one and a half. And then what is that? I, I, I'm going to look what that is. What is I'm that minus that 600? Is it 600 if they're plus 180 I to win? I thought six and a quarter. For plus one and a half. I oh, forget it. Yeah. Then. All right. All right. Let's go plus 180 to win in regulation. There you go, Harry. I ruined that for you. And Harry, what do you have to plug aside from uh, every single toilet you stop at? <laughs> right this week this week on let's see let's this week on odd sharks uh on shark i'm giving out on my article i'm going over every single matchup uh in the uh, series for the nhl so i give a pick out there plus how many games in the series so got that and uh just got extra points every night uh check out uh our picks and my video Yes, it has po- uh, picks and videos online, extrapoints.com. And you're at AAO Harry on Twitter. Brother Bry, where could people find you? I'm at the Brother Bry. Again, uh, yeah, I'm giving out my shitty picks right now on Extra Points. I swear I'll, <laughs> I'll turn this around eventually. I feel like the listeners must think I have lost trillions and trillions of dollars over the last, <laughs> uh, which I have, but it's only millions uh, and millions. <laughs> It will eventually, it's it's eventually going to turn around. Just had some bad luck the last uh, few weeks. But uh, yeah, look look at our picks. Some fun stuff. Listen, we just got to, let's, let's get the kinks out now. You just have to be prepared for college football, baby. No, no, wait. <laughs> uh, I might not be happening. Dang it. Oh, uh, Parley Kid, at the Chalk Talker. I'm what at the say? Chalk Talker, Sal. Um, good luck uh, with Harry at the house. I hope... Uh, there's a lot of Lysol and wipes. I'm getting on him hands. the hell out of here uh, after this. Oh, as soon my as we gosh. stop recording. Please, yeah. you're going to have to get him out. And hey, look, let's go, Islanders. Uh, big series against the Capitals. Uh, I think Islanders are good value, too, at uh, plus 140, Harry. Mm-hmm. Did we say? What were the Islanders? Yeah, yeah plus, plus 140. Darren, I, I will say I, about, two, about a, two months ago, you did call Islanders Coyotes for Stanley Cup. Well, still alive. Hey. <laughs> Listen, it, it's still a chance. Barry Trotz is uh, the best coach going in New York right now. He's he's fantastic. He'll get a lot against uh, from this uh, Islander team against the Capitals, his old team. And uh, that's it. And, of course, Sal, the Rangers get the first pick in the draft today. Oh, Rangers nonsense. had a great, a very solid season. Uh, I couldn't find odds for that. If Brian and I had been able to find odds, we probably would have bet it thinking the NHL would rig the draft yeah. so rigged, for, so the, uh, for the New York team. It seems rigged. To me, Patrick and, uh, Ewing, yes, fans here. Right, for Patrick, sure. exactly how it feels. Yeah, uh, man, you just it just figures. So I'm I'm so enjoying the NHL playoffs. So it's it's great right now. All right, and like we said, you could follow these guys. They have they give out picks. Not only the best bets that you just heard, they give out picks every single day on ExtraPoints.com. That'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds. Watch Fox Bet Live Monday through Friday, 4 p.m. Eastern. Uh, follow me at the cousin Sal for the degenerate trifecta and heel producer Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Nah, nah, nah.